0: G'day, friends, and welcome back to Happy Days. This is your pal, Jesse, welcoming you back for another awesome episode. And it's been such a treat doing this show. I really cannot get tired of saying that enough. Being able to create my own podcast, and believe me, it's easy enough to do. It's so easy. Um, but being able to do it myself believing in myself that i could do it and with the encouragement of my bandmates my friends my loved ones uh i gotta say man it's it's been such a wonderful experience it's been very therapeutical at times uh inspiring motivational all of the above it ticks so many boxes all in a positive light has it been stressful yeah, occasionally uh I guess I would have to say the stress would come with making that commitment to a regular uh, show for you guys and gals. Because at the end of the day, you don't want the unpredictability of a show that's, uh, you know, that expects you to listen or maybe doesn't, I don't know, and delivers half-assed, you know. So I guess my commitment to, to you folks is to try and do the utmost best to deliver you a weekly podcast and uh, i'm enjoying it thoroughly it's great Um, i've talked to so many amazing and inspiring people already and uh, will continue to do so and uh, i cannot thank each and every single one of you enough for tuning in and uh, giving me your time to uh, listen ...to these wonderful chats that I have with some exceptional human beings. And uh, this is proudly brought to you by my very own Freak Productions. Freak Productions is my little creative hub where... ...and if you don't mind me going off on a little tangent here... ...it's my little creative hub where I... ...in the last two years... uh, ...really dive deep into writing... Books, novels, even my own comic book series, uh, created their podcast that you're listening to. Uh, I now have three podcasts that I do, and uh, I've made short videos. And uh, you know, it just doesn't stop there. Why am I doing it? Uh, clearly, it's not to make money because you know. Uh, for me, it's the reward is from just the satisfaction of knowing that I can make a difference in other people's lives, knowing that I can inspire others to go out and forge their own path, and I get that reminder on a daily basis, um, even if it's in the smallest glimmer of, uh, you know, glimpse of, of seeing such a thing. It it um, really solidifies what i'm trying to do so um if you haven't checked out free productions yet please do it's www.fr it's my creative hub and uh i love creating i really do and uh, if you want to support the cause please by all means get on there buy one of my books uh, my comic books you can even leave a donation, man. It all goes to a good cause. It doesn't go in my pocket. It goes to what I do. And uh, quick side note, a lot of what I do, I fund through weekly recycling. Uh, yeah. And thanks to my family at Lumberpunks, uh, Dundee's Boxing and Fitness, uh, places like that, and even Rage Cage, Smash Rooms, these people allow me... Uh, access to recycling to fund my creative vessels and uh, it um, in essence finances uh, artists that I commission from overseas to help bring to life my creativity and uh, the money goes to support their families in countries less fortunate than ours. So. I guess, in essence, what I'm trying to say is I'm a big believer in the circle of life. I'm a big believer in uh, things, you know, just spinning around on its axis, making the world go around beautifully, majestically, with a smile on our face. I'm rambling a little bit. I know. and I'm sorry. But uh, look, thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to support Freak Productions, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I'm not after thousands and millions of followers or anything like that. I just want to help make a difference in this world and leave my imprint uh, with a positive message. Now, this podcast is uh, my baby. It's my passion project. So, uh, you know, I value your support. And all you've got to do is hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen to this podcast on and i'm grateful that i i utilize the awesomeness that is anchor podcasts um they you know able they allow anyone to be able to create a podcast for free and the podcast makes its way onto various streaming platforms that uh you know like spotify apple itunes you know uh you get the idea but yeah it's it's great, it's accessible and uh, yeah, if you hit the like and subscribe button uh, and leave a review super duper, it's just going to really help this thing kick along Uh, again, not after the thousands of followers, I'm just trying to find more people out there that want to listen to interesting conversations and boy have I got an interesting conversation for you this week I speak to Kirsten Sedell, she's the director of what is now known as Brisbane's longest-running theatre production, A Midnight Visit. The season uh, in Brisbane just recently concluded after six record-breaking months. That's incredible. Like, that is a feat within itself, right? And my involvement in this process is uh, I was part of the crew that got to build, do the set build and bump all the gear in. And uh, I learned, you know, some basic carpentry skills and, uh, you know, just learned my way around building a theater production. It was an amazing experience. Uh, Fast forward a few months in, uh, three months in or whatever, uh, the opportunity came around to act. I'm not an actor, but you know what? Life presents challenges. And in life, I, people like myself, I love challenging myself. And I thought to myself, you know, hell yeah, we could do this. Uh, thanks to many years on stage in my band, and also performing as a as a character of Dracula's, uh, you know, I've just learned the confidence of being able to just really let myself go in front of an audience. And uh, I cannot thank people like Kirsten enough for the opportunity to have played a part of this amazing cast of people, of talented people. And uh, I got to play The Undertaker and uh, it was a phenomenal experience. As I said to the actors and I even said to Kirsten during this interview, every day from set build to acting And even now, in conclusion, the set pack, uh, or bump out as we like to call it, uh, every day has been like Disneyland. It really has. It's been a magical experience. And uh, there's no real solid point to what I'm saying here, I guess. It's just that if you have a challenge in yourself, if you have an aspiration, a dream, a goal, go out and do it. You hear me say this every week. Just go out and do it. Now, Kirsten is a fascinating lady. She's driven. She's passionate. Um, well-spoken. Uh, incredibly intelligent, and a wonderful and warm human being. Uh, I pinched myself when, uh, you know, she graciously uh, accepted my invitation to be on this podcast um, because. She's a very busy woman. She's, uh, you know, one production's finished and she's already, you know, knee deep into the next, you know, putting all the pieces together, making it all happen. Uh, That is drive. That is ambition. And I absolutely uh, respect that so much. And, uh, you know, Kirsten has a lot of love and respect for her crew and the cast. And uh, she talks about it in this interview. We have a wonderful chat. It's really, it's it's really engaging, and uh, uh, it, w- it was a wonderful opportunity to speak to a really interesting lady uh, about the wonderful world of theatre and this really innovative style of theatre at that. Because a midnight visit is not like normal theatre. It's not like a sort of experience where you just go sit down and watch a show. It's an interactive theatre experience. So. From the moment you walk in and you're facing the undertaker, hello, uh, who proceeds to explain to you what is about to happen in the night. Uh, I had so much fun doing that. I really did. Um, Through to, you know, being separated from uh, each other and uh, through the three symbols allocated you proceed through an allocated door into an immersive world where you decide how you travel and it was incredible and the whole experience is just filled with characters that can make you laugh they can make you feel tense Uh, it's an emotional roller coaster that ends on such a euphoric high and uh, I'm absolutely proud to have been a part of a midnight visit and I cannot thank Kirsten and Bobby and the amazing crew, uh, Dave, all the, all the gang that uh, and Ruth and everybody that uh, were so supportive and so just truly amazing to me um, and made, you know really helped me feel part of something truly special. Anyway, I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to let you listen to this wonderful chat that I have with Kirsten Siddell. Thank you once again for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe and enjoy Happy Days with Kirsten Siddell.
1: And we're here talking with Kirsten Siddell, the uh, director of a midnight visit. Thank you so much, Kristen, for Thank you. being a part of this wonderful chat and no sharing worries. your happy days with me. Yep. Um, first of all, congratulations. What a prestigious honor, not only to have a successful show, but to have the longest running theatrical production in Brisbane.
2: Yeah. How it does that feel? It feels pretty good, actually. Uh, I'm really proud of the team. I um, feel really um, humbled by the response from Brisbane and just um, thrilled that we've been able to go for as long as we have, especially in the current environment with COVID playing Mm -hmm. havoc, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've just managed to keep getting through it and uh keep everyone employed and keep the audiences coming in loving the show and yeah doing great work so yeah, yeah we're yeah. feeling pretty pretty pleased and proud yeah. of ourselves
1: ah uh, good on you pat on the back um uh, that leads me to sort of one little question uh rewinding a little bit give us a, if you could could you give us a little backstory on how it all sort of came together like what was the ideo- ideology and inspiration that made you go yeah this would be a good show.
2: Oh yeah that's um that's a big one so uh I have a background actually uh initially as a musician still am a musician um but also curating um programs for um a lot of arts centers and buildings and so on and uh I'm obviously a great consumer of Uh, theatre and the arts myself and I felt that there was a style of presentation and an opportunity to create work that uh, gave audiences much more agency over their experience. Mm -hmm. So rather than sitting in a theatre seat and watching the stage or um, you know, being in a band venue and standing there watching the stage, that we could create a work that encouraged the audience to use their own curiosity mm. and uh, in delving into the stories that we're telling. And so I knew that I wanted to create a form like this. And by explanation, the form of a midnight visit is um, a large scale. Um, epic uh, wonderland um, you know that has in each iteration it has you know more than 30 rooms sometimes it's been up to kind of 46 rooms um, and and audiences are able to freely move between the spaces and Mm. as they move through the spaces they encounter the characters Mm. in our stories and the characters also move through the space Mm -hmm. so it gives the audience a huge amount of agency to explore as they wish and to discover different things, so that um you know you might we might go into the show together, and I might turn right, you might turn left, and we're going to see and experience completely different shows, but they're actually all part of the same cohesive yeah. story um so I think that audiences are really there's a there's a real hunger for um Experiencing things in a more um, visceral way, perhaps, yeah. and that's a lot of us don't necessarily sort of want to go and sit in a theatre seat, we no. want to get more involved and we want to be closer to the action. Absolutely. And in this show, the audiences can, um, you know, they can explore the rooms, they can open drawers, they can rifle through paperwork, they can discover their own um, things within the story. As well as um, following the characters around and getting into their story, so there 's multiple layers um, to the piece, and you can explore it and engage with it any way you like really mm-hmm. yeah, so That's the, I knew I wanted to do something in this form, and then um, where we ended up with um, with a midnight visit was. Uh, it came uh, it came to us that Edgar Allan Poe would be a great subject matter. Yeah. Um he is uh, you know the master of gothic writing of yeah. course. Um his writing is so rich um so so gorgeously uh, written and he was a great fantasist as yeah. well. So I think it gave us really the ability to weave uh, a lot of stories together, and for us to sort of um, immerse ourselves within a dream world that explored his writing and the ideas that really consumed Poe, which are ideas. Um, these are all concepts and uh, things that could still consume us today. Yeah. Um, the the things that he was um, he was preoccupied with. So, you know, sometimes the show is really funny, but sometimes it's also really. Dark yeah. sometimes it 's quite poignant, um, sometimes it's quite whimsical, and that reflects his um, the scope of his yeah.
1: work yeah that, that's that's a bang on brilliant um, analogy of it all uh, and what fascinates me is that the the audience walking through the whole maze they just go through a myriad of emotions yeah. you know, yeah. from from lighthearted humor to uh, and it can just turn dark like that in an instant. Yeah. And that's, that's incredibly uh, interesting because, like you say, it's the kind of presentation that few experiences can offer, like theatre or a conventional rock and roll gig. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. I think yeah. it's next level. It's,
2: it is the gamut of um, yeah. Gamut of emotions in there. And um, it's up to the audience member how much they want to yeah. invest in that way. Um, but our incredible cast, they have, you know, they they come at this um production every night with so much commitment yeah. and energy and passion for it and they revel mm. absolutely revel in these you know exquisite moments of yeah. connection with the audience um whether they're moments where it might be just one cast member with one audience member, or whether it's something that's, you know, there might be a group of audience yeah. um, involved in a particular scene. Uh, but yeah, the, the, um, the cast have, um, they really feel enriched every night because mm. the audience are actively involved in making this um, electric um, yeah. thing that we've got here.
1: And that's what's so electrifying as well is that the the diversity of the cast with the you know you have like a a crazy character like Hot Frog, who just to me just steals the show in in parts of keeping things light and humorous, and uh, through to the yeah, Raven, yeah. whose you know majestic voice is just um, is just incredible. You know, um, just you know, the, the, especially right in the finale where the whole cast is you know, performing, and, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many great moments through that yeah. makes this such a memorable show for many.
2: And yeah, that's... so those characters, I mean, they're very, um, again, um, multi-layered, multifaceted characters, and they're all taken... Uh, some of them are from... Post life, yeah. inspired by um, people who were in post life, and some of them are inspired by characters from his work. So yes, the Raven, of course, I love it. Um, who reigns supreme over yes. this production, and uh, you know, really steals the show at the very end. Of dominating,
1: very dominating, <laughs> very dominating. I loved it. Yeah, it was very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: she's always there,
1: and it's incredible because you've been able to take this show around the country as well.
2: Yeah, um, it's it's definitely was that part of the ambition. Yes, in as much as um of course, I want as many people as possible to experience the work mm. and but it's not a touring production mm. this is very much something that um, takes up residency yes. for a period of time because um, as you well know, the time it takes to build this oh, yeah. set yep. is huge yep. so. Um, we've got it down now to eight weeks Mm. but if you think a a kind of a regular theater show would have a bump in period of maybe three days maybe six days at the most Mm. Um, this is eight weeks of hard labor for a Mm -hmm. lot of people Mm -hmm. um, to get this thing in place so it is very much residencies that we um, we go for and when we When we began on the journey with this production, we started in Sydney, um, mainly um, really because we were sort of thinking about um, the uh, size of the audience and, um, you know, trying to, obviously, the undertaking like this is a big risk, big financial risk, and so um, Sydney was the most sensible place for us to start. Um, And, Yes, I always definitely wanted to take it to other cities, but not necessarily every city. Yeah, of course. Um and I think um I've been wanting f- I mean Brisbane is um Southeast Queensland. Brisbane is my hometown, really. Cool. And um so I've been hoping that we would be able to do uh, a Brisbane residency obviously since the very beginning. Yeah. And um yeah, it's definitely been they've all been great in different ways but This one has been pretty special. Bit more
1: sentimental. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's been really special. Really
1: special. It's uh, you know being able to bring it home to your hometown does that give it a little bit of extra value to you as well? Like especially with family and friends.
2: Yeah, and nervousness.
1: Yeah, of course. Um,
2: In terms (laughs) of like, what's everybody going to think? And are Mm -hmm. they going to be? Are they going to think the work that we're um, we're doing is great? And obviously um, they have, which we're really grateful for. And uh, yeah, so there was a lot of nervousness there as well.
1: Speaking of that, like when you, when you first started with the show, um, let's talk about nerves for a moment because, uh, and, you know, was there, obviously there was always those nerves, but was there a special kind of nerve with the first reactions to the show from, say, the media, from, you know, especially media because they can be pretty bloodthirsty, mm. but also initial audiences? Was there, you know, a bit of a, did you have a preconceived idea how they may react?
2: Uh, yeah, look, uh, it was pretty terrifying, I I won't lie, mm. because um, we have created something that uh, no one's experienced yeah. um, in this way, and we are absolutely shattering the conventions that exist in theatre, so mm. everything that people think theatre is, we're not doing, mm. you know, and um, we're breaking all those rules that are in place, um, rules and conventions, so whether people would embrace that was of course we were nervous about that and how the media would respond to something so strange Uh, and we knew that it wouldn't necessarily that some people might find it um, well we thought that some people might find it uh, hard to hard to enjoy Um, but i don't know we've uh, we've attracted such a diverse audience yeah absolutely um, I think our audience is not necessarily representative of say the um, or doesn't necessarily follow the same audience that might go to more conventional yeah. theater for sure mm. um we get a lot of people who might have English as a second language because this production can. Um, create create the theater through so yep. many different ways yep. um so uh, audiences with various accessibility requirements um age range, you know everything is very, very diverse, yes. but I certainly do believe that um we have definitely definitely attract um you know a fairly young audience because this is a show where. You can get involved
1: and um there aren't those rules mm. and conventions that yeah that it's it's exciting um i'm curious also like you know it's such a amazing production and you you're spot on right it, it really attracted such a diverse range of people night after night people coming back even four times you know i remember people saying this is my fourth show just to find the rooms you know because mm. there's so many rooms mm. do you feel like th- that something as innovative as, as this it is uh p- paving the way for a, the, and setting a standard for the future of theatre production as well? Like,
2: I think that um, more sort of conventional theatre, if you want to call it, that yeah. will always exist. Always, yeah. Um, but there is a real, I think actually Brisbane, interestingly, has, um, has quite a great community that is already involved in immersive yes. style theatre, um, actually more so mm. than the southern cities. Yep. Um, interestingly and I do think that uh, once people discover this style of theatre making I think they're hungry for more. Absolutely. Um, obviously you know our investigation in this particular work centres around the ideas um, that are anchored in Poe's work, Edgar Allan Poe's work, um, but our future uh, you know our other productions all explore different things yeah. so um, I definitely think that um, those that those that have come to a midnight visit will definitely enjoy um, what we've got in store in the future it's a very different subject matter but yeah. it's also theatre that is not conventional
1: that's exciting that's really exciting and um, yeah it's exciting to know that you're a musician first and foremost as well and um, you tell us a little bit more about the musician side You're oh
2: look um yeah I, if you
1: could. <laughs> I, I
2: yeah i mean i was uh obviously um i did everything when yeah. I was younger, and a lot of music, a lot of um theatre did dance, everything was oh, uh completely uh, enamored with yeah. with the arts and uh and then went on and and you know studied music mm-hmm. went to university, studied yep. music, you know played. Um, Semi professionally in that wow. way, and but always wanted to be involved in making work yes. or curating work yep. and c- having that um, having that involvement with uh, connecting with audiences. So my musical background has a uh, play has a lot of influence over the how we use music and sound design in the productions. Oh, wow. Um, uh, but so does, so does just everything else in Mm. terms of, um, yeah, how to, how to create great theater.
1: It's really cool because, uh, you, you know, just hearing that, um, just really tells me a lot of, explains a lot of, that went into the show, like Mm. just the the musical aspects and that I could, Mm. there's, there seems like a real sentimental, um, personal signature in, ingrated in the, in the theater. Yeah. I, I picked up on that, you know, so I was that was intriguing to know all that
2: yeah and look um, there's uh, there's a lot of other people's um, uh, musical signatures in there as well yeah. and I would pay um, huge kudos also to uh, the team who have put together the sound designs mm-hmm. because each Space in a Midnight Visit has, as well as its set design, has its own unique sound design. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has its own scent as well, so there is a scent. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're really thinking about the work as a multi-sensory yeah, piece. Yeah, of course. Um, but the sound designs were all created by um, a collective called Kapow, who actually work mainly in game design. Oh, wow. And so that was a very deliberate um Discussion Mm. that we had because I knew that they would really understand immersion in that sense um, from gaming, and they they've been um, you know great creative partners the whole way through. That's so
1: exciting! Um, Wow. Well, I I won't um, hold you up for too much longer. Uh, I I was um, curious. Like, do you after something like this? Does this just fuel the hunger even more to create? more um yeah you know, into the future for yourself
2: Uh yeah without doubt mm. I think um that we're really uh you know while while closing the season is um sad in some ways we're also really proud and happy of the achievement here and yes. it has definitely shown us that there That um, we can come, we can you know develop work here in Brisbane, which is really exciting. That is exciting. um, And so it's definitely propelling us forward into um, the next production, um, which will we'll we'll premiere here in Brisbane. Oh wow! um, Which will be really exciting. And (laughs) no
1: pressure on you, of course.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Just adding up the pressure. Yeah. Um, Yes. Most definitely, and of course, will um, a midnight visit will still um, will still be out there, and will be yeah. ready ready to make its return at the right moment. So, that's so yeah, that's yeah.
1: great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, it's Jesse. Um, really appreciative, and uh, good luck to the the future. And uh, again, congratulations. Thank you very much. That's great. Thank you.
0: And that was my amazing chat with Kirsten Siddell. Thank you so much to Kirsten for her time. Uh, It was an absolutely wonderful experience to chat to her and get a a little insight into her world and the wonderful world of A Midnight Visit. I hope you guys and gals enjoyed the episode as much as I absolutely loved doing this one. I'm so happy that I got to chat to this remarkable woman uh, about a fascinating world that uh, I really, really hope I get to be a part of again. Uh, It was an amazing experience. And uh, yeah, this is one I'll never forget. But uh, I hope we all got something from this chat. It was definitely inspiring and motivational on so many levels. And again, if you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends about it, leave a review, because week in, week out, I am speaking to fascinating and interesting people like Kirsten, and uh, there are many more to come, so by hitting that subscribe button, you get to be a part of the world that uh, is happy days. Don't forget also, I have my other podcast shows, Freaky Flicks, uh, which is on every Friday, and uh, that's a ball of fun as well, where... I indulge you guys and gals about the wonderful B-grade horror movie experiences that uh, yours truly dares to travel into. A lot of movies that you probably didn't know existed. And uh, I have a lot of fun checking it all out and telling you about it. Uh, And also my brand new show, every Saturday morning, I uh, take one for the team and uh, keep the energy level up to deliver a rad experience called rad great show i do with my writer pal jake reedy we have a blast doing it it's so much fun so uh yeah man subscribe to the happy days network subscribe to the freaky flicks channel and uh don't forget to check out freakproductions.com, dot Ladies and gentlemen, you rule, you rock my world. You've been awesome. I've been Jesse. Till next we meet, have a happy week. Peace.